Welcome back, guys. It's Encounter with God time here on Faith FM. But before we get to our Encounter with God, we have another clue for our quiz that we're going to, and we're going to sing Happy Birthday as well. Uh, Lawson's going to sing Happy Birthday because uh, I don't sing on the radio. Okay. But anyway, clue for the quiz. Okay. I left Babylon to return to Jerusalem during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Ooh. Who might that have been? Ooh. If you know the answer, then you know who to give a score. I was actually wrong. I said there were two options. There's only one option. There's only one option. one 800 is the number, or text us on 491 if you have the answer to that question, and there will be a prize coming yes, your there way. Will be. What, who am I singing happy birthday? It's Mon's birthday today. Oh, it's Mon's birthday. In about one hour. Oh, you should, In South Africa. You should have told me. I would have got my guitar. Oh, you should, uh, Lawson, it's, actually, it's, on the, it's on the wall out there. It's actually, my guitar's in the car, so maybe later on. Lawson, is your, is your birthday on the wall? Yeah, my birthday's on the wall. Okay, when's your... It's on the 22nd of October. Of course it is. Great of disappointment, baby. You. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so happy birthday, Mon, from Australia. I'm not going to sing you happy birthday. And Lawson is using the excuse that he doesn't have his guitar here. No, it's in my car. So, well, you, can run, you can run and get the, the, the guitar. No, I'll get it in the in the last encounter with God section. And, and we now break. I'll we run. Will sing, to the we will sing Happy Birthday to Mon. Yes, we will. Is is, is Marta going to join us? At I all? hope so. She doesn't. She doesn't participate in our <coughs> foolishness. <laughs> Okay, that's all right. Um, we will have some fun coming up as we wish Mon a happy birthday there yes. in South Africa. Um, all right, so what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about Revelation thirteen. Yes, have mercy, Ooh, man. What Revelation thirteen. You have got to be joking. This is one of the heaviest chapters in the entire Bible, and we are going to cover it here for the breakfast show. Just yes. in case you thought that the breakfast show was. Uh, too lightweight. This is not rice bubbles this morning. Oh, man. This is like hardcore granola, um, not granola, um, muesli. Chocolate cake. This is like the things that just wrecked. This is, okay, so, so this is this is this is um, this is your hot breakfast. Yeah, oh, with um, hash browns hashies. and um, and and you know eggs and so forth. <laughs> the kind of things that you that are going to stick with and vegetarian sausages and vegetarian and baked beans, bacon and beans and toast. You've and been to Europe, bruh. Yes. Yeah, they eat like cakes for breakfast over I know, there. It's I know. It's like, like gnarly. It's like they have like Such a relief cakes. when you cross the English <laughs> Channel and you can suddenly have baked beans for breakfast yeah. <laughs> after having eaten sugar for breakfast every morning for they the might, last They might have month. some slices of cheese like but for the most part, yeah. I, I would have to, when I was living in Spain, I'd have to like put a real emphasis when it was in the morning and I'd go next door to a cafe to get breakfast. I'd be like, I want a sandwich. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh no, we've got a croissant. No, a sandwich. Give me something savory. <laughs> <laughs> I want a sandwich with cheese. <laughs> well, the problem is that so much cereal these days is a bit like dessert anyway. It's got yeah. with so much full of true, sugar. True, true, true. But anyways, ah, yes. heavy breakfast. Heavy breakfast, Revelation, Revelation 13. 13. And by the okay. way, if you are dead keen to study Revelation 13 and you are in your car this morning and the signal is starting to fade, then you simply need to pull out your phone, stop your car, pull out your phone, flick over to faithfm.com.au, press play, uh, run that through your car stereo and just keep driving with a Bam. perfect signal. 
That's digital radio. What a blessing. Absolutely. You know, I actually remember when I was 10 years old in year four and they announced on the news that digital radio was going to be a thing. So, that was in that was in 2008. I was 10 and they announced digital radio was going to be a thing and we talked about it at school and that just makes me feel so young because I was 10 <laughs> in 2008. <laughs> like, Wow. Look at this guy. How old were yeah. you in 2008, Lyle? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 2008. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I had teenagers your age in 2008. <clears throat> um, but anyway, I'm not that old. You're not? No. Nope. You're pretty young. I was born in 72. Oh, there you go. That's all right. Old. So we were heading to... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not old at all. It's in my 40s. 40s are the best decade ever. Are you sure? Of course. Are you, are you super sure? Uh, I would like the wisdom that I have now compared with the energy that I had in my 20s. True. Combine those two together and you have perfection, but I have certainly had a lot of fun in my 40s. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All right. What are, we, what are we looking at? What are we... We're looking at, we're at Revelation 13. Revelation 13. And verse... One and two. Okay, let's go. Revelation 13, verse one and two, the Bible says, Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns and ten crowns on its horns, and written on each head were the names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had feet like a bear and a mouth like a lion, and the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. Thank you. Okay, so here's what the Bible does. The Bible exposes. It peels back the cover and exposes the great Antichrist systems that are ruling our world. Mm. Revelation chapter 13, you have the big players in globalization that are revealed. And simply by going through these these passages and um, decoding the symbols, we can know exactly who it is mm. that is... Uh, playing the major role behind the scenes of our world today. And so if we work our way through verse 1 here, we find that uh, John is standing where? He is standing... Oh, well, he saw a beast rising up out of the sea. Okay, so he's standing beside the sea. Beside the sea. And what does the sea symbolize? We read it yesterday. It symbolized masses of people. Masses of people. Uh, so here we've got um, the sea is you know, symbolizing you know, masses of people. So we've got a beast that is rising up from a heavily populated part of the world. What does a beast symbolize in Bible prophecy? A nation. Okay, so a beast symbolizes a nation in Bible prophecy. So we've got a nation that is rising up in... In a heavily populated part of the world, mm-hmm. all right? Now we need to identify what nation this is. What identifying characteristics do we have in verse 1 of this particular nation? So the Bible says that it has seven heads and ten horns and ten crowds on its horns and written on each head were names that blasphemed God. Okay, so have you ever seen one of these? No, this is pretty wild in, in fact, if you read verse 2, the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth is the mouth mm. of a lion. Yeah. Okay, Lawson, I'm very glad you have not seen one of these. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, if you had seen one of these, we would we would get some help for you. Yeah. <laughs> friendly, friendly people. Thanks, mate. Oh, Come wow. You're away. so they great. They have a really nice van. It's all padded on the inside <laughs> and so forth. Take you away into... Um, yeah, no. Um, 
Uh, okay. This is this is not something that you will see if you mm-hmm. go to the zoo. It is not something you'll see if you're walking down the street. It is not something that you'll see if you are out in the bush somewhere. This is a symbolic creature. We need yes. to look at the symbols that are on this particular creature here. Um, Okay, so, just working through it very quickly, there are a number of elements to this. First of all, we find that it has seven heads and ten horns. And then the Bible says, and upon the horns, ten crowns. Yes. Um, I am going to draw your attention to some similarities between this beast and the last one we were talking about. What was the last one we were talking about? How was it described? The last beast in Revelation in 12. Revelation twelve. Well, it was mm-hmm. described um, as a dragon. Mm-hmm. And how many it, heads did it have? It had. Didn't it have seven heads? It had seven heads. Yes. How many? How many horns did it have? It had ten horns as well. Mm-hmm. And where were the crowns? And the crowns are on the horns. No. No. Um. Sorry, I'm trying to find. Where. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, ah. there's seven crowns on his heads. This is subtle. Yes. Because you have. The same imagery coming through here. You've got the great red dragon, and you've got this uh, composite beast Mm -hmm. that's uh, like a leopard, a bear, a lion. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, And then you have the great red dragon gives to this second composite beast his power, his seat, his authority. So you've got a transfer of authority from the dragon to the beast. Mm -hmm. Both of them have seven heads and... Ten horns and seven crowns. But between one beast and the next beast, the location of the crowns changes. Ooh. Which helps us to understand a subtle difference between the two. There is a transfer of. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So what you've got taking place here is a transfer of sovereignty between these two particular um, beasts and the location of the sovereignty changes from the beast to the horns. Mm. Okay, so we know that a beast symbolizes uh, a nation in Bible prophecy. What do horns symbolize? I'd have hazard a guess, probably an extension of like, so you've got You've you've got a okay, you've got a nation. Okay, you've thinking got a nation, yeah, yeah. and then that nation has horns. So I'd say mm-hmm. like an extension of that nation. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's got a crown on it. So mm-hmm. then it's like some kind of ruler or party or group in that nation. Okay, so a horn in Bible prophecy has the same symbolism as a beast. As a beast, yeah. So it symbolizes a nation. So if you've got a nation that has ten nations, then that is a nation that is a conglomerate or a coalition. Yeah, it's an empire. Uh, it's an empire. Mm. Exactly. It's an empire. That's the, that's the best way to describe it. And um, so we need to look at what empire is symbolized by the great red dragon. And everybody, you know, you say, well, who's the great red dragon? Everybody says Satan, because that's what the Bible says, right? Revelation yeah. uh, chapter 12, Bible says in the clearest possible way, in verse 9. You want to read that one for us? Yeah, in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, the Bible says, This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Okay. All right. So, um, here we find that um, the Bible yeah, very clearly says that the great red dragon is Satan. But do we see Satan walking around on earth? Have you ever walked down the street and gone, oh, there's Satan over there? 
Um, no. Nope. I've seen some pretty gnarly people when you walk down the street. You tended to think that way at times. But it's Put never... Put those thoughts away. Never, these are child, children like, of God. You're like, you no, no, judging, God right no judging. But I'm like, no, they're definitely not Satan. Yeah. Because they're a human being. Absolutely. So, yeah, All right. fully. Okay. So, Satan works through human beings then, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he works through nations here on this earth. Yes. So we have to then, if we have a symbol of a beast here, a symbol that's a symbol of a nation, which nation is this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is found uh, in verse 4 where the Bible says, uh, the dragon stood in front of the woman which was about to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. Mm-hmm. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Mm-hmm. Let's first identify the child. Who is the t- child? Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. Now we can identify the nation because we simply ask ourselves the question, what nation was it that tried to destroy Jesus mm. at his birth? The Roman Empire. That was the Roman Empire. Yeah. Because Herod, who tried to destroy Jesus at his birth, was a ruler of the Roman Empire. Mm. And even if you want to carry that through to the end of his life, where he's caught up to God and to his throne, as the Bible says, it was Pilate who crucifies Jesus. Mm. He was a ruler of the The Roman Roman Empire. Empire. So it was the Roman Empire who tried to destroy Jesus. And so we know that this great red dragon that gives his power and its seat and its authority to the composite beast... Mm. is the Roman Empire. So we have to, 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 to identify the composite beast. We have to ask ourselves, is there anything that in, in our world right now that remains Roman? Mm. Uh, this is a very valid question. Yes. Is, you know, do we have something that we would refer to as being Roman in our world today? Okay, when you come back, and we're going to deal with that in more detail, but before we do, we're going to look at another prophecy, one that parallels Revelation 13. We're going to deal with this in detail over the next couple of days because there's a fair bit we have that we can cover here. Mm. And the prophecy of Revelation chapter 13 has a number of parallels. Yes. You'll find it in Daniel 7. You'll Mm -hmm. find it in Daniel 12. You'll find it in, sorry, Daniel 11. You'll find it in uh, Revelation 17. Mm -hmm. You'll find it in 2 Thessalonians 2. You'll find it in 1 John 4 and a number of other places as well. This beast is universally recognized as being what John describes as the Antichrist. Yes. So you've got many Antichrists and you've got one the Antichrist. Yeah. This one is the mm. Antichrist. I think the, the, the difference being is like there's like the Antichrist and then there's the spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah. So those who come in the spirit of the Antichrist, which is ultimately to lead God's people in astray. Exactly. Versus the the the, 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 the Antichrist. Yeah. Mm. That's right. I think we all are um, we're all on the same page on that. Mm. Okay, so when we think about the Antichrist, we're going to look at Daniel chapter 7 because it's going to give us a parallel but clearer picture. You're going to notice that in verse 2 here, this composite beast is made up of elements of a leopard, a lion, a bear, and a dragon. Yes. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. I have a big Bible with big pages, so it's like every time I turn them, it's like thunk. Thunk, when I have to turn a big section of pages. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the big Bibles. With uh, large print so that Lawson can read it. Because <laughs> he's so old. Yep. I am, <laughs> man, I am so old. 
I'm like turning 21 this year. Whoa. You're becoming uh, an, in in, in, buy in me some a, states in the US, that means you become an adult. Can you can you buy me a walking cane for my birthday? I think you're going to need one. <laughs> and some glasses. And so some you don't glasses. have to use that large print Bible over yeah. there. I actually bought that for myself. <laughs> <coughs> and Lawson has commandeered it. Yes, commandeered. And I'm still reading my um, small print one, which makes my eyes still sore. <laughs> we can swap if you want. Nah, I like the way mine reads. <laughs> okay. okay, Daniel chapter 7, and let's read verse 2 and 3. Yeah, the Bible says in... Re- By the way, this is, a, this is a parallel prophecy. Yes. So this prophecy is yes. also about the Antichrist. So what we read in Daniel 7 is exactly what we're going to read in... In fact, there's 10 identifying marks here. Eight of them are found in Revelation 13. Mm-hmm. But Revelation 13 also has 10 identifying marks. So they have you know, enough identifying marks that are the same so that you know that you're dealing with exactly the same entity mm. uh, with some extra information to make it worthwhile. Sick. Cool. All right. Go. Daniel chapter 7, verse 2. The Bible says, In my vision that night, I, Daniel, saw a great storm churning the surface of a great sea, with strong winds blowing from every direction. Then four huge beasts came up out of the water, each different from the others. Okay, so here we have it. Uh, Daniel is, whereabouts is he standing? He's standing beside the sea. Same place John was standing, yes. right? John saw how many beasts come up? One. And the beast was like what? It was like a lion mm. and a bear mm. and a leopard mm. and a dragon. Okay. Daniel is standing where? Beside the sea. Beside the sea. And what does he see come up out of the sea? Four beasts. Four beasts. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they might look like. Ooh. I wonder whether they might be like a lion, a bear, a leopard, and a dragon. Let's read verse four. The Bible says, the first beast was like... A lion. Surprise, surprise. With eagle's wings, as I watched its wings were pulled off and it was left standing with its two hind feet on the ground like a human being and it was given a human mind. Okay. Keep going. What do you think the next one might be? Ooh. Oh, we're going to see. Could we guess that maybe it will be like a bear? Possibly. The Possibly. Bible says, Possibly. then I saw a second beast and it looked like... A bear. <laughs> it I'm was shocked. It was rearing up on one side and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And I heard a voice say, saying to it, get up, devour the flesh of many people. And after this, I beheld and no, lo, another like a leopard. leopard. Which had on the back of it four wings of a fowl and the beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. So here we've got three out of the four. I mm. wonder whether there is a dragon in here. Oh, anyway. well, let's see. The, the last verse here, verse chapter, well, not the last verse, but in verse seven, the Bible says, Then in my vision that night, I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. It devoured and crash, crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten Horns. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> there is your dragon. By the way, we have a dragon at home. A, a, a dragon? We have a dragon. What kind of dragon? A bearded one. A bearded... Oh. He is so cool, and she is so cool, and she had babies, and now we have baby ones. How big are they? Uh, the baby ones are about maybe 80 millimeters long. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty small. Uh, and uh, and 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 the and the mama and the papa ones are uh, yeah you know, maybe uh, three hundred millimeters long. 
No, very cool. Man, I just... I hope they survive. We like them. They will just sit there. You can touch them. They just sit there. You can pet them. Yeah, and then they run off. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to come back and talk about these four beasts right after this song. This is Fernanda Ortega. Don't go anywhere. Something special after this. Yeah. 
Welcome back, guys. That was Fernando Ortega. Great is thy faithfulness here uh, on Faith FM. And before we go to the next clue for the quiz, we have something very special yes. to announce. This is not Lawson's big news that he's going to announce tomorrow, but it is uh, big enough news. Well, you brought your guitar into the studio yep. there, Lawson. Yep, I've got my guitar here because we're going to sing Happy Birthday for Monica. Of course we are. Absolutely. All right, you ready to go? Yep, this is uh, this is my jazz rendition of okay, the song so In that Happy case, you're gonna be, you've got it all to yourself. Yep. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Monica. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. There you go, Mon. Hope you're feeling the love all the way over there in South Africa. Having a birthday all by yourself, but we haven't forgotten you back here in Australia. We just, um, we love you, we miss you, and we look forward to uh, you. when you'll be back here in the studio again. Lawson, that's um, pretty amazing. That was, I think, um, that was pretty lame. I think, <laughs> no. I think, I think you have a, uh, a new career coming up there yep. as a uh, musician. As a musician, as a, uh, as a professional birthday singer. Professional birthday, I can, yep. I can work for, you know, have you ever been to a Macca's birthday? I've seen them at times. Yeah, when you're Matt, yeah, I'll sing Happy Birthday at Macca's birthdays. There you go. You Actually, what, you know what our number is? A little bit. Just, just quick, <laughs> quick, quick, quick plug. Booking. <laughs> quick I was, plug. Just I was told we were promoting ourselves too much. No, the no, other no, day. no, no, no. I actually have some more promotion because I'm going to be singing and playing guitar this weekend at the grand opening of Raymond Terrace Church. That's right. So you guys should on. come. Yesterday, I think, to talk about that. Yes, we yeah. did. Mm-hmm. So, come to Raymond Terrace, Raymond Terrace Mission, 9 o'clock on Saturday. But Absolutely. we have another clue for the quiz, and then we'll get back into our Bible study. Yeah, anywhere within five hours drive, you've got no excuse. Yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? So, I already know that this guy was granted... Um, Sorry, the king granted me everything because I had a hand. I had the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord was on me. So we already yes. know this about this yes. guy. We know that he left Babylon to, to return to Jerusalem during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Yes. Okay, and now, I devoted myself to study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching it to Israel. Yes. Ooh, so we have some time periods here. We know some information about this person. You know, I kind of want to say that this person is kind of obscure, but they're kind of not. Like, yeah. Like as in a big chunk of the Bible, not obscure. Yeah. <laughs> but just one of those parts of the Bible that hardly anybody ever studies. Yeah, it's gnarly. Mm-hmm. But it's good. So if you know who this is, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You will get a prize. A major character in the Bible, a minor character in modern day Christianity. Maybe Ooh. I could put it that way. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah. Okay, look, big, big words, big claims, but we love it. All right, Lyle. Daniel Where chapter, are we? Daniel, Daniel chapter, chapter 7, seven. and we are having solid food for yes. breakfast show this morning. Yes. 
We have been introduced to four beasts rising mm-hmm. up out of the sea. One is like a lion, one is like a bear, the next is like a leopard, and the last one is like a dragon. We were just reading about this in Revelation chapter 13 where you have one beast that comes up and has aspects of all four. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we find that he has the body of a leopard. We find that he has the mouth of a lion, the feet of a bear, and the power and authority of the dragon. So clearly these prophecies are related to each other and we need to find that connection so the way we're going to find that connection is by decoding Daniel chapter 7 Daniel chapter 7 is easy to decode simply by the process of repeat and enlarge yes Uh, you have four prophecies in the book of Daniel that all begin with Babylon Medo-Persia Greece and then Rome followed by divided nations and the return of Jesus Christ that's in Mm -hmm. chapter 2 you find the same sequence in chapter 4 you find the sorry in in chapter 7 you find the same sequence in chapter 8 and 9 and you find the same sequence in chapters 10 through 12. Those are your four prophecies of the book of Daniel, um, all with that same sequence of uh, of events, nations that come mm. to power, and all of them, of course, beginning in the time of the prophet, extending through to the end of the time. Yeah, as we have noted, that uh, that's how prophecy works. So we simply go back to Daniel chapter 2. The Bible says there you have, rather than four creatures, you have four metals mm. symbolizing four kingdoms. The first one is Babylon. The Bible says that in the clearest, plainest possible language. Mm. You are this head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. Uh, then it goes on, after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to you, a third kingdom of brass, and then a fourth kingdom that shall be as strong as iron. Mm. We know that the Babylonian Empire was conquered by the Persian Empire, which was mm. conquered by the Greek Empire, symbolized by brass, which was conquered by the Roman Empire, symbolized by iron. Mm. Um, and it truly was as strong as iron. What's what's even more powerful and amazing here is then when you see the parallel of this prophecy then in Daniel 8, they just start. They just start naming the, the nations. Yeah, that's right. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is Medo Persia, and then after Medo Persia comes Greece, and like yeah. it's it's just so clear and amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely. Okay, so there's no guesswork that is actually involved mm. here, and all we need to do is make a couple of observations. The mm. Bible says in relationship to Babylon that it would be symbolized by a winged lion. By the way, is using animals something that is unfamiliar to us? No. If I was to say what nation is symbolized by a, mm, let me think, a small flightless bird? Uh, would it, would it? Well, there are actually a couple of nations. There's, there's New Zealand. Well, that was the one I was thinking of. But what about Antarctica? Because they have emperor penguins there. They can't fly. Is that the the symbol of Antarctica? No, but I wish it was because I love penguins. <laughs> They're like my favorite animal. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder what is the uh, what is the fauna symbol for Antarctica? If somebody knows the answer, then uh, give us a call or shoot us a message. one 800 Text us on 0491-064-669 if you know the answer to that one. We also, in okay. Australia, we have a flightless bird representing us in some capacity. We in Australia have two creatures representing mm-hmm. us. Neither of which can walk, walk backwards. backwards. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> yeah, see, that's where we've got over the Kiwis. <laughs> We've got to have an edge there somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're kind of, uh, in most nations, they just have one. Yeah. We've got two. We've got two. Man, the kangaroo and the kiwi. I mean, the kiwi. The kangaroo, <laughs> the kangaroo and the emu. Ugh, yeah, that was a close one. <laughs> see, throw him out. <laughs> Cancel his citizenship. Ouch. Oof. <laughs> Yes, mate. <laughs> um, so this is this is the kind of thing. Yeah, you know, we, we've done. This has been something that has existed for millennia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 
For sure. Um, so it's familiar. Winged lion, a symbol of ancient Babylon. Bible says it, it's wings. By the way, wings in the Bible, interestingly, symbolize speed of conquest. Mm. Um, and uh, the wings would be torn off. It would be given a man's heart in replacement for its lion's heart. So rather than being a lion-hearted nation, as it was under Nebuchadnezzar, it would become weak and of course, Babylon was lost in a night of drunken debauchery. Mm. The bear. What's significant about the bear? It's raised up on one side. Is lopsided? Yes. Okay. What else is significant about the bear? Has three ribs in its mouth. Which means that it has been doing what? Eating. What has it been eating? Well, it's been eating ribs, and ribs come from animals, so I would And animals symbolize? Nations. Okay, it's been eating other nations. Yes. All right, when you look at the Persian Empire, it was a lopsided coalition government between the Medes and the Persians, or the Iranians and the Kurds. Um, and, yeah, we're going to talk much more detail about this tomorrow, how it fulfilled this prophecy exactly. But once again, we find that Bible prophecy is exactly fulfilled. We're moving on right now. This is Jaden Levick with Blessed Assurance. Yeah. 
studying nursing, practical experience, a rewarding career, great employment prospects. When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life.
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 or on the internet, wherever it may be. But we have come to the time of the question of the day. But just before we get into it, just quick, just quick, quick clue for the quiz. Um, this is a Who Am I quiz. We already know that this guy had something to do with Artaxerxes because he was um, he left Babylon and returned to Jerusalem during the reign of Artaxerxes um, and he was devoted to study. But okay, here we go. Ultimate clue. One of the Old Testament historical books bears my name. It begins with the letter E. If you know who that is, give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you will have a prize. But Lyle, Yes. Question of the day. Question of the day today. What have we got coming up for? What have you got coming up for us today? Okay, our question is: What does oil represent in the Bible? Okay, so we had uh, a question on what alcohol. What sorry, wine symbolizes in the Bible, not alcohol. Wine, they're two uh, not necessarily the same thing in the Bible. Uh, this one: What does oil symbolize in the Bible? Let's go over to the book of Zechariah and let's look in Zechariah chapter four. Uh, so this is in the Old Testament, one of those kind of obscure books that we don't actually usually spend a lot of time in. But Zechariah chapter 4, we did talk about this the other day in relationship to the two olive trees. Uh, let's begin here in verse 2. The Bible says, And he said unto me, What do you see? And I said, I have looked, and I can see a candlestick of gold with a bowl on the top of it, and seven lamps, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are on the top. And the two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, and the other on the left side. So I answered and spoke to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. Well, he kind of wouldn't ask the question if he had known what they were, would he? Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So how is it that the the, the candlesticks are producing light? Is it by power? Is it by might? No, it is by God's Spirit. And so we find that throughout the Bible, oil becomes a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And there are some very famous passages in the Bible where you're going to find the symbol of oil used to symbolize, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in the person's life, uh, the action being filled with the Holy Spirit. A very famous one that we'll look at in just a moment is the parable of the ten virgins. However, we did note something when we talked about what does wine symbolize in the Bible. And we noted that wine can symbolize a number of different things. In the Bible, uh, pure grape juice, which is called wine in the Bible, is a symbol of God's people. It is a symbol of those who are covered by the blood of Jesus. It is a symbol of the blood of Jesus, and it points to the return of Jesus Christ. We found, on the other hand, that in a different context, alcohol in the Bible is a symbol of having a party, having the party lifestyle, and, of course, um, being very, very far away from God. And when oil is placed in that context, it becomes a symbol of the same thing. Note with me what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 17. He, lo- he that loves pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loves wine and oil shall not be rich. So in this context, when you place the two of the symbols together, 
the 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 meaning of the symbol changes. This is not talking about you know he that loves to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit. No, 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 not at all. This is talking about somebody who likes to just live the party life and is busily destroying their life that way. Okay, so we did talk about going over the parable of the ten virgins. This is a very interesting parable because in the parable of the ten virgins, you have ten of them. They are all virgins. Woman symbolizes a church. A virgin symbolizes God's church. All ten of those virgins have oil in their lamps. In other words, they are all filled with the Holy Spirit. But only half of them are saved, which tells us something very simple. You can experience the Holy Spirit in your life. You can even be filled with the Holy Spirit. But if you allow it to run out, if you allow God to walk out of your life, then he will not force himself to stay there. Anyway, this is Melissa Otto with Can You Hear? You're listening to Faith FM. Don't forget us to send us your questions of the day. We always like to hear what you want to have answered.
listening to Melissa Otto with Can You Hear here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show. We're about to give something away. You need to get ready to give us a call. So here is the number, one 324 And going out to the first call through, as soon as we announce it, don't call right now. Wait till we announce it because you need to know what you what it is that you are requesting. But as soon as we announce it, when we are going to have a prize available for you. Of course, we like to do this at the end of every show. It's just the way that we finish the breakfast show in the morning. And today we are giving away a copy of The Great Controversy by Ellen White. We've been talking about this a bit lately. And uh, this is one of the most uh, significant books to be written during the 19th century. Mm. Um, One that is still just as relevant. In fact, it's a heck of a lot more relevant today than what it was when it was written Back yeah. in the day, um, some interesting chapters that you're going to find here, things such as America and prophecy. Uh, let me see here. Why were sin, why, why were sin and suffering permitted? Um, who are the angels? Snares of Satan. This is a book that really peels back the mystery of immortality. Mm. It peels back and it reveals what it is that is actually going on behind the scenes. But, okay, so we're studying Revelation chapter 13, mm. and this book centers on Revelation chapter 13. So give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number, or text us on 491 Six six nine, and we will send you a copy of the Great Controversy. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm so so glad. Awesome book. Of course, we've loved spending time with you here on Faith FM. We love talking with you. And just a reminder: this, we're actually counting down the days because lie, you, lie, you're leaving soon. Heading out on Friday, so. We're going to miss him while he's away, but it's going to be me and some others holding down the fort here at Faith FM while uh, while Lyle, Lyle and Mon are away. And then, of course, we're going to cut to Ethiopia, but stay tuned. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head of someone such as I? Cross at the cross where I first saw 